0: Welcome, everybody, to the 5280 Nuggets Fast Break podcast, part of the Rocky Mountain Sports Network, currently sponsored by Nobody. Uh, I'm your host, Jacob Burke, and I got Ashar with me today. Uh, Nice to see you, Ashar. Glad to have you on. Yeah, nice to see you, Jacob. So yeah, today we're going to, it's going to be a quick pod, Uh, we're going to talk about no, is, is Zeke Naji out of the rotation now? We have a, a few clues to go off of. It's maybe still out to the jury, but we're going to discuss that. Uh, also want to grab Ashar's thoughts on the Boston game quickly because it was probably the most important win in the Nuggets season so far. And we're going to take a look at the next uh, few games here in the next week, week and a half or so, and what will be a t- tough stretch for the Nuggets uh, with some tough road games coming up. Um, but yeah, to get us started, I really just wanted to talk about Zeke Naji because, you know, Glenn had asked me a few pods ago whether I thought Naji was kind of done or out of the rotation, and I had said the jury jury is still out. I think Malone was going to go at it based on matchups. And we've kind of seen a little bit of a trend here with Najee not getting run when he probably should be if we're basing it on matchups. And some interesting decisions that Malone has made, including benching him in the second half against the Wizards yesterday. So... My question for you is: Is Zeke Najee done? Or Is he out of the rotation?
1: Well, I'll answer the second part of your question first. I think he's out of the rotation for sure. So, last ten games, um, he's been a He did not play in less than three of those of uh, ten. Yep. Even in the seven he has played, he's averaged less than eight minutes a game. So, uh, he's he's clearly out of the rotation, um, and because he's out of the rotation. With that contract that he signed over the summer four years, $32 million, that's a lot of money for a guy that's not even in the rotation, and other teams are going to take notice. So, would the Nuggets like to move him? I think absolutely. The problem is, who, who's going to want to take a guy that's out of the rotation on a $32 million contract? So, uh, I think the only way Nuggets end up moving him is if he's a filler for another piece to Get somebody else just from a you know to match salaries. Otherwise, nobody's gonna want Zeke Najee from a straight, hey, Zeke's a valuable trade asset, let's go after him.
0: Yeah, Zeke's a pretty untradeable contract right now with the poison pill also kicking in. Yeah. For, yeah. And for people that don't know, that basically means that you are sending out less salary than the other team is receiving. So if we were to trade Zeke Naji, we would be sending out four million dollars. About and the other, but the other team on the receiving end would be receiving uh, just over, I believe, it's seven million dollars. Yep. yep. Uh, so that makes it hard because with over the cap teams, you have to match salary up to hundred twenty percent, right? So that that's why they call it the poison pill. So it's it's really tough to make trades go through, especially when you're trading between two teams that are over the cap, which most are. Uh, And when I say done, you know, I don't necessarily mean in a a Nuggets uniform. Um, I have seen some chatter that some people think he might be out, but the likelihood of him getting traded is almost null for this season, at least. Yeah. Uh, But it's, I mean, it's a little bit disappointing to me, you know, when Malone benches him in the second half against the wizards, that's, I mean, they're one of the worst teams in the league. They have one of the worst backcourts as far as bench goes yep. in the league. And that that just makes a guy lose his confidence, man. I, I can't imagine where his confidence is at if, you know, he can't even play against the Wizards. I mean, in that if Malone's trying to build his confidence, you just got to play him. It, even though he had a bad stretch, had three fouls. I mean, it's not like Jordan was much better. Their minutes were pretty no. similar. So I don't know if that was exactly fair to do. No, I
1: agree. I mean, I think some of the challenge that the Nuggets are going to have is DeAndre, Moore, Aiden, or, me, Aiden, DeAndre Jordan is playing, I think, more than most people anticipated he would, right? And what I worry is that if he ends up getting injured for any length of time, we don't have another backup. I mean, I'm sorry, top is not going to be a solution, right? You're gonna need Zeke Najee so because of that, I could I could see it as one of those that hey he might be out of rotation now, but he's only an injured where Malone's not gonna have a choice but to play him. But that's why I think to your point, Jacob, having that confidence is super important. You don't want to all of a sudden throw him into a situation where he's been in the doghouse for so long, and now all of a sudden Malone's relying on him, and he's like completely lost his confidence. um I don't think Zeke's a bad player, right? I think he's. He, he knows his role. He's going to come in there. He's going to rebound. He's going to defend. He's going to get you some easy points. That's his role. It doesn't have to be anything more than that, right? Um, but, again, when you're out of the rotation, even the simple things can become very, very tough to do, and that's that's my fear is that if we end up in the him, where's that confidence? And to your point, that Washington would have been a perfect opportunity just to let him play for 15, 17 minutes in that game just yeah, to get his play confidence. play through the back mistakes. Up.
0: You know, play through the mistakes, like get it out of your system. And I agree with you. I mean, he's he's a better player than he's playing right now. For sure. Like, we know that. We've seen it early on in his career. We've seen it. And, yeah, he's going to provide hustle. He's going to provide defense. I don't know if he's going to provide rebounding, but he's going to try to rebound, right? It's not for lack of effort by any means. And like that's what you want from guys that are at the end of your bench. And he's pivotal because he's a a switch all five. Like I don't want Malone to rely on Gordon at any point the rest of the regular season to play him at the five. And he's done it so much already. I mean, we didn't even we might have seen it once last year in the regular season, if I recall. And that was a pretty unique circumstance. I'm I'm pretty sure. We had some foul trouble going on. Yeah. But, I, yeah, I. to me it's just baffling that we just don't write him some more. I mean, Dor- Jordan is supposed to be there as just a third-string center. You're not supposed to be your primary. He's there for more locker room reasons. Absolutely. Absolutely. It, I think he's, he's the
1: as much as he is, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, and this is probably – I wouldn't, I would say this might be the last year DeAndre Jordan even plays, right? Sure. Like, do you see him getting another contract after this? I, it's no. at least questionable. And you got a guy in Zeke Naji making $8 million starting next year. And you're just tanking his value kind of reminds me of the Bones Highland situation. Like if they had been yes. kept under wraps and Bones Highland hadn't been benched for two weeks straight and all this nonsense, we probably would have gotten more value out of the trade market. Probably. Like, but guys deemed him as, you know, bad apple. But, yeah, Zeke's weird. I, there is one trade out there that, is, that works that I've heard, and it's Z- Xavier Tillman for Zeke Naji. plus you probably have to throw two second-round picks in there just for the contract compensation. And I don't know if the Grizzlies want to tie themselves to Zeke Naji for three years on that kind of a deal, but and i i also let me know if you you agree with this i feel like we've traded too many second round picks for centers in the last four years we, i mean the majority of our second round picks have gone to javel mcgee I'll and thomas bryant i mean that's four second round picks just the, right there right with, with with whether it was conley or Calvin moved trying to fix this backup center thing. And I don't know if it's worth it to me for us to keep using
1: draft capital for that. No, no, I agree. I mean, if you don't want to, especially with a trade like that, I mean, I don't know how much better that's going to really give you, i um, do for you right now. But I think, I mean, the, the, the thing I want to say about Zegan and we can move on is when they signed him to that contract in the off season, I mean, nobody was that about it. Right. I think he played relatively decent last year when he you know, when he had the opportunity uh DeAndre jordan didn't play at all hardly at all last year right it's almost like the opposite this year so i think there was more eyebrows for the fact that we actually re-signed jordan right and um then there were that we signed uh naji in the offseason but now you kind of look at it and you're like okay now that we've signed him you're not playing him as much you're playing jordan so clearly i mean that's something's got to get everything i mean again i don't know how much you're going to be able to especially come playoffs right how much are you gonna be able to rely on until jordan you know come playoff time especially if he's not accustomed to playing as much as he has
0: um, yeah we'll see yeah so yeah i just i hope he gets another run i hope we can remedy the situation i think it's a bad look of the nuggets bench a guy that just got an extension for the rest of the season and if you're not going to risk playing him if that's how malone's thinking against the wizards i don't know where he's gonna fit in anywhere else i mean yeah, exactly uh, if
1: you can't crazy. play against the wizards you're not going to play against the good teams either right
0: right right exactly yeah it gets marvin bagley right <laughs> like would you ever would you rather have zeke naji or marvin bagley i'd right. probably choose zeke yeah. so yeah anyways uh moving on i'm sure we'll end up talking about it again as the season progresses but uh nuggets obviously we, we won against the wizards but i did a solo pod yesterday talking about the celtics and how it was a marquee win for us yeah uh we kind of flexed what we look like when we are in like a not as playoff intense but closer uh than a regular season game uh, against a opponent like boston who's widely recognized as the best team in the league what were some of your takeaways what did you like about that game and yeah, uh, has it changed your perspective at all about how where the Nuggets can go this year?
1: I mean, I think it just it was almost like a reminder to the league that look, we still have arguably the best one-two punch in the NBA, and if Murray and Jokic are playing the way they are, we're we're almost unstoppable, right? But I think it's like another example of Nuggets showing up for to these top games. They knew it's Boston. They know they haven't lost at home. They're undefeated, right? And all that stuff. And it's a nationally televised game on ESPN. I think that gets yoke. That definitely gets Murray going, right? I think Murray was just a totally different player that game, where he was like he was up for the challenge and he was going up against Brown and Tatum and constantly knocking down jumper after jumper, right? So it had a playoff type atmosphere. Um, you know, who knows if it'll be a finals preview, but it certainly had that feel to game where it was like back and forth, back and forth. No one really had a huge lead, right? And then any uh, heading into the fourth quarter, some opportune shots by the Nuggets and some key defense as well and um it was probably the most exciting game of the year for sure Of the marquee win no doubt um but not just it wasn't just Murray and Jokic right I mean it was a combined effort I mean Tatum and uh Brown they they were horrible that game, right I mean they're, they're they were shooting abysmal throughout the game Tatum's last shot when he was you know kind of a Wanted, didn't even hit, draw iron, right? So I mean, It was it was a bad game for the Celtics, but a lot of that had to do because the way the Nuggets were defending them, um, especially down the stretch. So it was, a, it was a good game for sure. But, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a Porter guy, but it, one of the things I liked that I don't know if people noticed was you had the highest plus-minus amongst all the starters, which is a bit surprising, right? He was a plus-six, um, and when he was out there, he was effective. He didn't get I mean he only had nine shots, but he made five of them. He had 13 points and he still had an effective game. Um, but again, it, you're gonna need more of that come playoff time. It's not gonna just be Porter, or, I'm sorry, Murray and uh, Jokic. So yeah, it was a fun game. I mean, Aaron Gordon, I think he he had a good defensive game, right? But he went and scored this. So I think he was 0 for six for me. He had two points from a free throw, but he didn't you know, he did not have a good game. KCP did not have a good game. The bench, I think Watson had nine points and then Jackson had three or four, and that was basically it. But, again, it was a fun game to watch, for sure, and probably, like you said, the most marquee win of on the season.
0: You know, had a seven-man rotation in the regular season. You don't see very often, right? No. Yeah,
1: exactly.
0: But, yeah, I, I really liked Porter's activity, and I think even in the Washington game, he played great defense again and yeah. was super efficient while Murray went the opposite way, you know, showed up against the Celtics and then just kind of, Missed just a ton of shots against the Wizards. Wizards, yeah, uh, yeah, and, and I'm not feeling the Reggie Jackson, Jamal Murray minutes right now. Uh, in the last pod, I kind of mentioned that I really like if you're gonna stagger Murray, I think you should throw Porter out there with him. With him. Yeah, <clears throat> excuse me, and then you can loan Watson and Brown to the Jokic minutes a little bit more. Sure, in that scenario, so that's kind of a nicer balance, and I just I'd like to see Porter be more high usage in those bench minutes and uh-huh. or at least get him doing that in the regular season. That doesn't have to be a go-to in the playoffs, but you want to have that optionality. And I, I still just feel sometimes he's just too much of a spot-up shooter. Uh, you know, let him develop some ISO pick-and-roll game
1: yeah.
0: uh, with that bench unit who just – an average shot for them is a good shot. A slightly they're, below they're, average shot for them is a good shot, right, with the bench unit. It's a
1: lot of ISOs, so. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah, one more thing I'm going to add bad. in the Celtics, Jacob, real quick, is uh, um, it probably went unnoticed, but I think it was a really, really key decision by Malone. Christian Brown played 5 minutes second, and uh, the fact that he didn't use him in the second half, I think that was actually one of the keys, right, Brown has not, and he's been in the slump for a while now, but he has not been playing well. And I give kudos to Malone for recognizing that, look, he doesn't have it going, even for his defense, right? He wasn't playing that great. And the fact that he, you know, benched him more or less the entire second half and limited him to five minutes and relied on just Reggie and Peyton to come off the bench, that was huge. I think that goes unnoticed, but that was, I think, a huge, you know, uh, adjustment by Malone at halftime was that, look, we're going to ride the starters. Then Reggie Payton will use you some, but it wasn't Christian Brown. And I think if Brown would have played, I don't know if Tigers win that game.
0: Yeah, it's a good point. I mean, he only played five minutes, so it wasn't a huge sample size to see how he did against the Celtics. He was largely ineffective. But I mean, to me, that shows me that Malone trusts Watson a lot. Yeah. Because, I mean, he played Brown in the finals last year. And albeit he was playing differently at that time, but he did get benched in the Lakers series, right? He, he missed a few games there. So Malone's not above going away from Christian. I don't know if he trusts him less or and just knows, like, hey, he's a young player. Some nights nice he's not going to have it. But, yeah, to me that was, like, okay, is, is Watson ahead of Brown in the rotation now and in that circle of trust? I mean – he, I, he let Watson play through his mistakes. He shot terrible from three in that game. But his defense is what made the difference. And Brown's defense just kind of hasn't been there this year, I don't feel like.
1: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, and and we know the keys for him, I guess, you know, repeat this year. But the, the givens in terms of the starters. But I think a lot of the pressure is going to come down to how quickly can Peyton Watson develop and continue to fill that void off the bench and be the player that I think a lot of us anticipate that he has the potential and the talent to become because if he develops faster than we think he is, you know, our window is just expanded, right? Because more so than any, I mean, the starters are the starters. We're going to need them in no doubt. But if Peyton Watson plays and continues to develop, I think he's that X factor that's going to help take us to another repeat. I don't think it's Kristen Brown, it's not Richie, it's not DeAndre. It's I think it's
0: Tate Watson. Yeah, it's because of its ceiling, right? It's the yeah. difference with that. For effect. sure. So yeah, definitely get that. So Nuggets have been playing good. Um, I mean, they're third in the Western Conference, and uh they have a tough five grade game stretch coming up against some good opponents, uh, a mix of home and away games. Uh, you got the Pacers uh, at the Pacers, I should say, uh, at Knicks, home against the 76ers, home against the Bucks, and at the Thunder. Uh, what's one game that you feel like is a must win? Because you kind of mentioned it beforehand. If we had lost to Boston and you know went one and one against uh, Boston and the Wizards uh, on this road trip, it probably would have been a tougher stretch coming up. So we set ourselves up well going 2-0 in our own last games. But uh, what game are you looking at where, like,
1: you got to get that one? Just because it's in the division, I would say Oklahoma City, right? I mean, they're, they're right ahead nope. of us. So Same answer, yep. Yeah, so I think that Oklahoma City game, and they've had us, you know, they beat us a couple times this year. So I think it's a, a good redemption game for us. And I, I'd really like to see the Nuggets come out and kind of punch them mouth to show them that, look, we're still we're still the best and you are you, you still to get through us. So I mean it, it's been close throughout the series, right? They haven't really blown us out. So it's been a it's been a close um game each each of those. I think we put them what three times now. We won the first one, yeah. lost the last two if I'm not mistaken. So I think that okc game is critical for us. Split the season series two two and uh you know gain some momentum and uh you know increase we're what one game behind I think Minnesota in the standings I think we're tied with OKC. So you win that game and potentially depending on how you do the rest of the road trip and taking care of business at home against Philly and Milwaukee, uh, you have a chance to be, you know, number two seed at that
0: point. Yeah, I would agree that OKC's that game. I've circled, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, they're the first team to beat us at home this season. They were, yeah. Um, and so it'd be nice to get a win in their building. Uh, Learn a few things about this team that we might see um, as early as the second round in the playoffs, Um, which they're not going to go away easy. And so we need to learn some things about them and how they play and match up against us uh, a little bit more in this game. And it's it's critical because not only are they in our division, but like you said, splitting that season series that could like end up deciding home court this game coming up right
1: yeah
0: uh, and i mean the more the the farther we can go with home court the better i don't know if we're going to get the number 1 overall seed in the nba but if we if we can get a top 2 spot in the western conference i think that increases your championship uh sorry championship odds significantly uh so yeah i definitely agree that's the one i'm looking at absolutely uh,
1: in fact, despite um, despite Carlon Towns' 62 points tonight, the Hornets just did us a favor and beat the uh, uh, beat the Timberwolves in Minnesota. So we're only half game back in the standings. Um, so a win tomorrow against the Pacers could actually have us tied for uh, the number one seed. So
0: that's tough, man. I yeah. I have been waiting for the Timberwolves to just fall apart a they're little bit. To
1: they're gonna come back to us for sure.
0: Yeah, I'm just waiting for them to hit that rough patch where they're like, oh, you know, we're maybe not a juggernaut, um at all. So I think they have some flaws, but they are definitely riding the hot streak. Um but yeah, so our next game coming up, uh that would be on third uh sorry uh-huh. tomorrow, um yeah. which is Tuesday, uh against the Pacers uh, in Indiana, still no Tyrese Halliburton. Uh, it's a tough game because they're just such a high octane offense and are just super fast paced. They're going to run uh, up and down quite a bit. I think this is a pretty winnable game. Uh, they don't show the; they just don't have the defensive chops for the Nuggets. But it really just depends if Murray's going to show up and. I think I can rely on Porter and Jokic to probably be decent on offense. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, what are you looking for in this game?
1: Yeah, I mean, um, so they have Siakam now, right? So they have more offensive firepower. Oh, you know even.
0: what? I totally forgot about that. Yeah.
1: So, yes, Halliburton's out. But, you know, the last game in Denver when they um, played them, they played us tough in Denver. So I don't think this is going to be an easy game by any means. Um, Siakam gives them another offensive weapon as well. So – um or not they're still a pretty deep team um so uh i think nuggets gotta be careful but it's one that you gotta take advantage of where if a team star players out take advantage of that you know and make sure that, that becomes a winnable and a must-win game as well where you don't want to you don't want to lose there. because if they end up um, beating the pacers they move on to thursday against new york i think it's another winnable game for the nuggets right um, of course on the road against the top team in the east anything can happen but I think just when you start that, when you go on the road, especially after an easy win against the Wizards, getting some confidence, beating the Pacers, I think is going to help them continue that momentum going into New York. So I think it's a winnable game. I expect them to win, but it's going to be – it is going to be a tough game. It's going to come down in the fourth quarter.
0: It's funny the next two games are against teams with former Raptor stars. Yeah. Right <laughs> after the blow up.
1: I'm Three actually kind of –
0: yeah. yeah, OG and, and Siakam. I'm, I'm kind of excited to see what Siakam looks like in Indiana. I feel like he's just going to be able to do so much more with such better spacing, uh, a little bit more similar to the 2019 Raptors where they won the championship. I think Siakam's a legit second option on a championship team because he did that. Um, so. Yeah, it'll be really interesting to see how Hal Burton and him meld, even though we won't get to see it. But the Knicks are really interesting. I'm actually higher on their team than a lot of people after the OG and Anobi trade. I think he's he's an extreme value add. I know people talk about, oh, you know, R.J. Barrett averaged this much and O.G. averaged this much. But I just think O.G. is much more solid as a player than R.J. Barrett was. And the defense, I mean – Tibbs okay. is a defensive-minded coach. I imagine that's going to be a rock fight. Like, there's going to be a lot of defense played. It's going to be a slow-paced game. And there'll be uh, – I think that key matchup in that is probably going to be – I think Brunson is always it's pretty tough. effective. But yeah. I think Randall is the guy that, like, Aaron Gordon's going to have a tough night against. And playing at uh, the Garden – or Madison Square, sorry. Uh, you know, it's – it's not an easy win for sure uh i think it's more winnable i would imagine the nuggets are probably still favorites in that game but uh if they put og on murray it's gonna be a long night for him as well
1: yeah no i agree i mean it's a nick's got a good starting lineup although i think they have some injuries as well i i think robinson their center is out so Hartenstein played 39 minutes against the raptors the other Mm -hmm. night right or the wizards rather so um, I think Jokic is gonna have his way against him, but it's gonna come down to, you know, how are we gonna stop Brinson? And you're right, Gordon's gonna have his hands full with um Julius Randle. He always gets a tough time. I think he has that advantage of being a lefty. And he's you know, he's a capable scorer as well. So and then of course with the addition of Ochi, you know, like you said, I think he's a more well-rounded player than RJ Barrett was. So I think it's it might be. I think that might be one of those trades that actually works out well for uh, for both teams. I think OG just sticks with the Knicks needed, especially with Thibodeau being the defensive minded coach. So again, not going to be an easy game whatsoever on the road, but another winnable game,
0: right? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, man, I just had I just lost what I had too. No, that's okay. I had a, I had a good point um, for the Knicks. What was it? Oh, uh I, I remember. So can I can I pl- like place a bet somewhere on uh, Hartenstein fouling out of the game? <laughs> is that a bet I could make I'm sure I might I might make that bet uh, against Jokic. That'll be a real interesting thing to see. And yeah, they're they're kind of screwed with the match Jokic matchup, but most teams are um anyways. Yeah. So uh next one is gonna be the 76ers uh at home. Bit of a revenge game. Will Embiid duck the the Nuggets at home? Will he duck?
1: That's always our a question. Man? Yeah, that's always the question. You never know. Um,
0: uh, I'd be tired after that seventy-point game against the Spurs. Yeah,
1: I mean, even against the um, home game against the Nuggets, uh, you know, he was actually iffy coming into the game with the uh, with a with a, a knee, yep. supposedly, supposed knee injury. So, um, I don't know. I don't. Uh, I have a feeling that he's going to play um, in Denver. I don't think he's going to duck that game. I think it would be too coincidental that, again, he missed like another game in Denver, especially since he's been playing and he hasn't been you know, uh, sitting any of these. So, uh, and and I, I know Embiid says he doesn't care about MVP, but I think he absolutely cares about MVP. Um, yep. And I think if he comes out, plays against the Nuggets, and he plays well, and if Sixers end up beating us in Denver – that more or less is going to probably just lock up to the um, MVP for him anyway, so which is what he ultimately wants.
0: Yeah, it doesn't feel like last year where this was like an MVP swing kind of game. I think he, Embiid's like clearly in the lead right now. Yeah. I don't know. Unless he kind of gets – he might miss the, the game's miss mark. Um, that would be the only caveat. Um is if he misses too many games to qualify for MVP, right? Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. so but then, oh, man, I can't wait for the conversation where, if like the clear winner misses the like the games played mark by like a couple games, and then calls that season like the uh, set the runner-up MVP season right, <laughs> for whoever aspect. wins it. Yeah, like I can imagine like Embiid missing a bunch more games, Jokic getting it because he's just the. Next one by default, and then are like, oh, "This is this is an asterisk uh, one." But yeah, that's an exciting game. I I, I really hope Embiid plays. I, I, it's a tough game. I really want to see if they do a lot of the cross matching like they did last game. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't like taking. I just think Jokic should guard Embiid. Honestly, Absolutely. I just I just didn't like. I mean, they made a ton of threes, and they're not that kind of team to just take a ton. So. I don't know if they get the same results from us doubling Embiid, but we doubled Embiid off a of one pass away last time. I don't see that happening again. Kind of a weird call to make, and I say you let Embiid score fifty and hold
1: everyone else down, and he probably win that game at home. I agree. There was too many times in that game where, you know, whoever was guarding Maxi would come over and double Embiid, and then Embiid would kick out a wide up, and Maxi would hit a three to break. And I'm like you got to know who to double with, right? You can't leave the best shooter open, right? Or it was either Maxi or it Harris or someone like that. But yeah, and I, I I don't really like Gordon on Embiid either because majority of his shots when he was shooting those mid-range jumpers, I mean, Embiid is a legit seven-foot center, right? And he's going to shoot right over Gordon every time. He doesn't need a back up. He doesn't care. He's, he's, gonna, yeah. he's, he's just like shoot mellow. Him. He just doesn't see people. Yeah, exactly. So I, I think Jokic, Jokic is our best option on Embiid, no doubt. I would –
0: this might be a controversial take because Najee just got three fouls in a two-minute span in the last game. But right. I would really be interested to see Najee on him. Like, yeah. he, he won't be able to hold him in the post. But, like, Embiid's, like, kind of not a post player. He's kind of a face no. up right. type of player. And, like, Najee moves his feet well. If he just keeps his hand up, I he's taller than Gordon, longer than Gordon. I don't know. Just kind of something I would throw out there. Never gonna happen. But yeah, uh, I would. That would be like an interesting matchup to test out a foot ten pseudo center on. You know,
1: mm-hmm. like <laughs> I'll say this last thing about the game. Uh, if there was ever a game where I'd love to see Jokic just be aggressive and want to dominate, I would love to see him just dominate and be aggressive against and beat at home too. Oh yeah, you want more than forty two? Yeah. Is what you're saying? More than forty two? Absolutely. <laughs> Oh,
0: more yeah. <laughs> yeah i think harrison win of dmvr was like Jokic is scoring 100 this year and he's doing it against the wizards and then he scores what was it like 25 in the first half first or half. something
1: yeah
0: and he thought he was armed to something but no, uh, i yeah Jokic. i just i don't feel like Jokic will ever be that guy to hit like 60 or 70 i think 50 is kind of like no uh, his stuff. i would he well he had fifty three against Phoenix in the playoffs. Like even Shaq has never done that in the right. playoffs. So right. <laughs> yeah, he's capable, obviously. Um, but yeah, last game on the docket here uh, is Bucks at home again. Uh, first time we're gonna be able to see them since they've traded for Damian Lillard. Kind of an interesting matchup, I think. Obviously, I think Gordon is as good as really anybody on on Giannis like yeah. he's mobile he's strong Giannis is stronger but you know it's just what you get with great players they are overmatch most people
1: sure
0: so I'll be interested to see the coverage that Denver plays in the Giannis Dame pick and roll uh not a lot of people are talking about it but that's also a potential finals matchup just the same as the 76ers are I think any three of those East teams could make the finals to me. Now their defense is terrible. So I do expect to win this game at home, but uh I just I just want to see the Honestane pick and roll and see how we do against it. That's my main thing for that game.
1: Yeah I think we but I- I think we match up well against Milwaukee. I mean, you throw KCP on Damian Lillard. I mean, Lillard hasn't been the same this year. I think KCP can hold his own against him. And I do like the Gordon matchup on Giannis, right? I mean, you're not going to stop Giannis, but I like what Gordon can do in terms of the uh, the quickness and the athleticism to stay with Giannis, keep him in front of him and kind of force him into something that he's not going to be comfortable with instead of so just letting him drive every time.
0: Yeah, and like, who's going to guard Murray,
1: right? He's going to get Murray. Uh, Lopez is an like interesting Beesle. center. Yeah. Like I think it's going to be interesting. Lopez is an interesting you know, – he's actually a pretty decent defensive center, right, so I think – Um.
0: Like uh, uh, He was in DPOY conversations last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's not the same this year. He's lost kind of a step, but, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, I mean, I think
1: Jokic is, I mean, Jokic, is Jokic, but I think he's going to make things tough on Jokic. I think he's going to have uh, – he's not going to have an easy night on him whatsoever, but uh, – yeah,
0: they're gonna put Giannis as a roamer too. So it's yeah. kind of similar to any two big lineup. But we've always seemed to kind of have Milwaukee's number for some reason. Um, but I I'm just curious if it's gonna be even worse with their defense. And uh, right. always a pleasure to see Giannis and Jokic play together sure. too.
1: Yeah. Which, speaking of, do you ever recall like Giannis guarding Jokic much? I don't remember ever seeing Giannis like match up and guard Jokic. Yeah,
0: I mean, he's gotten switched onto him and they do have Giannis as center lineups, but it's yeah, I really here much. and there, but I've never like seen it's him bench like- units usually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, Jokic. Every time that Giannis has been matched up on Jokic, he kind of puts him under the rim. I just don't think he has the kind of lower body strength to deal with Jokic. He's just too heavy and too big. Yeah. Uh I mean Giannis is still a powerful player, but I don't know. It's just he just doesn't I feel like the only person in the league that Jokic like straight up probably can't back into the paint is probably Embiid. Like I don't know if there's any other player that he can't. Like if you give him like five, six dribbles, he's He's going to put Giannis under the hoop. Yeah. but Yeah. And, and Jokic is one of those players where he nullifies the shot blocker so much because of the way he shoots and the moves and angles he takes. And so I just feel like Giannis just loses kind of his utility against Jokic. Um, he, you know, Giannis is more about covering space, if anything. So, yeah, sure. it, you'll, have, you'll just have to watch this time. I, I guarantee you, I mean, Giannis is probably going to guard Jokic a few times. Um, but yeah. I I remember him guarding him and he, he guarded him in the uh what was the World Cup qualifier? Yeah, But but Jokic plays difference in the World Cup qualifier. It, right? Well, cause because they don't have the three second rule and they, right. they crowd the lane a lot more. There's a lot less uh post touches for Jokic in that matchup. So yeah, totally different game. But yeah, any other final thoughts
1: on this five game stretch coming up? No, I think it's probably. I mean, like like I said, I think it's a critical stretch. I mean, if the Nuggets end up going three and two in this in the next five games, I think that would be a a win, right? Yeah. Um. Uh, I don't want to see them go two and three or even one and four. I think three and two, I can live with that. I think that'd be. I'd call that a successful five game stretch, especially with three of the five um, on the road. So, take care of business at home and win against OKC and um, see what happens with the, with uh, you know, the, uh, yeah, the you know the yeah that's. Pacers. that's your three and two right take yeah. win
0: the two home games win against okc that means you can lose to the Pacers in the Knicks, and it's probably still be a success successful sure yep so Agreed. um yeah hopefully and i'm gonna be cross my fingers because if we win the next two games and i'm gonna be like oh crap who are we gonna lose gonna to <laughs> All right. All right. um so yeah anyways uh that was gonna do it for the 5280 nuggets fast break podcast part of the rocky mountain sports network and uh we will be back after the pacers game uh to kind of go over that and take a look ahead at the knicks and probably some other fun topics i'll be looking to have a, a guest on here soon as well but uh appreciate the time Ashar and uh Absolutely. let's
1: go nuggets let's go Nuggets.